Praise the Lord. Great job. Here's my outline. How's that? Take your Bible, if you will, turn with me to the Ephesians, book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Book of Ephesians, chapter 2. I've been requested to share this message this morning. It's one that I've preached before. It's actually a story. Let me give you a little bit of the background. Roman Legion number 12, the Legion of Thunder. Their motto was armed with lightning. was uh, one of the more famous legions. Many of the gladiators in that legion uh, were from Caesar's elite guard. It, uh, early in the third century, fourth century, actually, uh, early 300s, they were sent to Armenia, uh, central, north central Turkey, uh, which is Armenia, to uh, the city of Sebaste, and uh, they were uh, involved there in protection of the uh, Roman Empire. The uh, eastern Roman Empire split off from the western Roman Empire, and uh, the Caesar's name was Licinius. In 320, of that year, Licinius began a persecution of Christians that would not end until Constantine made Christianity the state religion. Sharing with you all of that detail and information because I've heard this story all my life and the facts were always wrong. And I didn't know it until just a few weeks ago. I began to research the story and trace it back to its origins. It was uh, first told or recorded about 60 years after it happened by a, uh, a, a preacher named Basil, B-A-S-I-L. They call him Saint Basil. And uh, because he had trusted Christ as his personal Savior, he was a saint. And because I've done that, y'all can call me Saint Randy. <clears throat> See, you can wait till after I'm dead if you'd like, but it won't make any difference. I'm still a saint. No matter what you think. See? Ephesians chapter 2 gives us the basis for the message this morning. Let's stand out of respect for the Word of God. And you read along with me, if you would. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let's bow together in prayer. Father, bless your word this morning. Bless the message to our hearts. Cause your Holy Spirit to deal with each one of us in order that your name might be praised and you might be glorified. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Many of the Legion of Thunder, many of those soldiers had come out of the Colosseum, the gladiatorial battles that were fought there. They generally fought a hundred at a time, a century of soldiers. The centurion's name was Sempronius, the centurion of this particular group of soldiers. And Sempronius trained with his soldiers every day, not just in close order drill, but in fighting techniques. When they would fight, they would form the Roman square, side by side, back to back, men on each side with their shields to the front and their little short Roman swords. One of the gladiators one time complained because he was from a foreign country, had been captured in battle, and he was used to fighting with a long sword. And he said, these swords are too short. And the centurion Sempronius said, too short for what? And he said, you can't reach the man. And Sempronius said, really? Take one step forward. Take one step forward, you can reach him. And so they trained. When they would go into the arena, they would march in and uh, four abreast, and as they marched with the eagles of Rome and the banners above them, they would march in and march around the inside of the arena. As they first entered the arena, they would begin to chant 100 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, for, oh, for thee, O King, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. One hundred wrestlers wrestling for thee, O King, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. And they would continue to march until everyone was in the arena and then they would stop in front of the, uh, in, in front of the, the, the area where Caesar was seated. They would stop and snap to attention and continue to chant, One hundred wrestlers wrestling for thee, O king, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. And they would chant until Caesar motioned for them to be silent. They would stop. Caesar would stand. 
declare that the enemy be released. Sometimes it was other soldiers. Sometimes it was wild animals. But they would be released into the Colosseum, and, and the soldiers then would begin a battle to the death. They not only fought with each other, they fought for each other. They'd given their lives, and many of them had given their lives for the protection of a, of a fellow wrestler, a fellow gladiator. But always, the chant, as soon as the chant started, the crowds would rise to their feet and begin to cheer because these men would cry out, 100 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O king, to win for thee the victory, and from thee the victor's crown. As the Roman Empire began to collapse, barbarians began to intrude on their borders, and the Legion of Thunder was sent to Sebaste, Armenia. And there they camped. In Sebaste, the record low temperature in the last century and a half was 24 degrees below zero. Okay? If you looked at it according to latitude, they're about 300 miles north of us in latitude. Winters get very cold. While they are camped there in Sebaste, Licinius begins his persecution of Christians and he sends runners to all of his troops, wherever they might be, on the borders of the Roman Empire. This runner comes into uh, the Roman encampment early one day and Licinia, excuse me, Sempronius receives the message from him. Sempronius opens the message from Caesar's own hand and he opens the message and it says all those who claim to be uh, all those who serve in my army must offer a sacrifice to the Caesar those who refuse will be put to death because all the Romans declared that Caesar was God the problem they had had with Christians from the very first century was that the Christians would not declare that Caesar was God. They had one God. And they worshipped him and his son Jesus. Sempronius took this message and he read it. That day when all the men were, uh, were <coughs> gathered for drill and inspection, uh, Sempronius walked out, inspected each of the troops. And then he took the scroll and he opened it up and said, Although all those in my armies will offer a uh, a sacrifice of libation to Caesar. Anyone who refuses will be put to death. Roll up the scroll. They took the standard that represented Caesar and stood it up. Took a, a jug of wine and poured it into a cup. And the first soldier in line took the cup, poured a few drops out at the base of the standard for Caesar. Turned, handed it to the next man, and he poured a few drops and moved on. But soon they came to a man who took the cup and turned and handed it to the man behind him and moved on. 
Sempronius stopped him and said, what are you doing? He said, I cannot pour out a sacrifice to Caesar as God because I have only one God. Jesus Christ is my master. Him alone do I serve. Sempronius laughed and said, okay, stand over there. You'll change your mind. And they continued the sacrifice of libation. And pretty soon, another man stepped out of line. And then another man until finally 40 men of the 100 soldiers had stepped over to one side and not poured out the drink offering to Caesar. Sempronius approached them and began to ask questions. Why will you not pour out this drink offering to Caesar? I don't believe in the gods of Rome either, but I did it. Surely you can. Nobody's going to think any less of you. But they shared with him, no, we cannot. Our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior declares that we must give Him alone glory. Sempronius said, I'll give you the, the rest of the day to think about it. We'll come back tonight. That evening, about sundown, they lined up again. Sempronius approaches the men and says, All those who refuse to give libation to Caesar, give glory to Caesar, take two steps forward. And 40 men took two steps forward and snapped to attention. Sempronius again told them, You don't have to really believe it, just do it. But they refused. One of them said, Sir, Jesus Christ died to pay for my sins and for your sins. How could I turn my back on him at this point? How could I refuse to declare that he is my God? And Sempronius shook his head and stepped away. It was more than he could understand. When none of them would recant, Sempronius stepped back and looked at all of them and said, here's the judgment. Caesar has said you must die. I will not have your blood on the hands of your fellow legionnaires. So you will march out of the camp down to the pond at the bottom of the hill and there... You will stand on the ice, nude, naked, unclothed, until you change your mind or freeze to death. I don't care which. They began to take off their helmets and lay them down. Sempronius said, if you do change your mind, there will be a large fire and a warm bath waiting for you. You can come back at any time. They took off their, they laid down their shields and their swords. They pulled off their boots. They stripped off their, uh, their tunics and then uh, their warm undergarments. And then they began to march down through the snow, through this, to the ice at the center of the lake. And as they began to march, one of them it took up the chant. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. And then another. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. And then a third, and soon all of them were chanting, Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, 
to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. They huddled there on the ice. The night grew darker. The cold grew bitter. But the chant continued. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Early in the morning, the youngest of the soldiers, it's said, got too cold and too miserable. He pulled himself away from the group, huddling there on the ice. He began to crawl across the ice and up through the snow, headed for that warm bath. And the chant broke. But then it picked up again, a little stronger than it had been just before he left. Thirty-nine wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Thirty-nine wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Sempronius, in that moment, recognized that everything those men had said to him was true. He knew the stories about Jesus. He had heard the testimonies of other Christians that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, that He would forgive sin, that He had died to pay for the sins of the whole world. Herod had acquitted Him. Pilate had acquitted Him twice. And yet He still died. What was the reason if not to save mankind? Sempronius tore off his helmet, threw aside his, his outer garments, stripped off his boots, ripped off his warm undergarments and began to run down the hill chanting at the shout loud of, at the height of his voice as loudly as he could, Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown. The next morning at daybreak, the soldiers up on the hill looked down. There was a huddled mass of frozen bodies. One, two, maybe three still alive. But they took the wood and built a large fire on the shore of the pond, went out and gathered the bodies one by one and burned them, even the ones that were still alive. And that night, 40 men died, gave their lives for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Would we find 40 in this congregation or 40 in this town, 40 in this community who would say 40 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown? 40 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory and from thee the victor's crown? I don't know.
Sometimes the wrestling involves dying. Sometimes it involves living obediently and righteously before a lost and dying world. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, in just a moment, Miss Evelyn's going to begin to play. We're going to have a verse of an invitation song. The invitation this morning is for you. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior, I invite you to come. Come just as you are. You, you say, well, Brother Casey, I've got to clean up my life. Nope. You come. God will do the cleaning. Say, but Brother Casey, I, I, I need to take care of some things first. No, you come just as you are. Because the scripture says today is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. You may not have another opportunity to receive Christ. You come just as as you are and we'll show you how you can be saved. For those of you that are already saved, are you living a life of obedience? Are you living a life of obedience? Or has God been dealing with your heart about something? And you keep rationalizing it and you keep saying, oh, I know, but everybody does it, or, well, it's not that bad, or, or, or Father, I'm sorry, and, and I, whatever, you know, you need to come today, make that commitment, 40 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, to win for thee the victory, and from thee the victor's crown, if there's only 39, you need to step forward. And be number 40. Father, I pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that your will would be done in our hearts and lives during this invitation. Thank you that by grace we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You bless. And we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen.